What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. I have a very cool guest. He is a, he's got multiple, multiple successes under his belt. He is an entrepreneur, a business coach, a speaker, number one best-selling author, as seen on Fox TV and multiple media outlets, president of Genius Visionary, managing partner of Capital Street Investments, and president of Gifting Boutique. Please welcome Krishna Mohan to the show. Krishna, let me tell you, that's an awful lot. How do you find time in your day to do all that stuff? Uh, thank you for that uh, interest in a, in a wonderful introduction, Dian, and uh, thank you for the opportunity, first of all. Um, it's been a journey uh, for me to get, get to this point. Um, um, uh, it's, it's not an easy ride. Um, you know, there are ups and downs. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's about uh, you know twenty five years journey that led me to this point. Well, geez, you look too young for it to be twenty five years. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. So what came first? So I see that you have all the accolades, you know, school and all that stuff, the MBA. Uh, I mean, and that's great. But I actually, when I talk to people that have those, that kind of credentials, it's interesting mm-hmm. that even though they have all that, they were still wanting to go out on their own when they could have been very successful in the corporate right. world. Right. So um, can you tell us like what brought you to becoming an entrepreneur? Were you always one or was that something that you like kind of grew into? Yeah, uh, I think earlier on in my childhood, I always have a dream to become, you know, you know, somebody of some greatness. You know, yeah. I don't know what that is. You know, um, so as I start uh, you know, learning stuff and growing up, I realized that maybe you know, a CEO role could lead you to that greatness, and then that you could do something of value to your employees, grow the organization. And earn the you know uh, name and fame. As, I mean that, that's one way to look at it at that age. But uh, as I start uh, getting into my work and I got into Fortune 500 companies, I got really exposed to some real real stuff, uh, real business, really meeting high performing CEOs, executives, and um, really you know learn all those skills that are necessary for me to raise up the corporate ladder, um, and then. Through that process, I started, um, you know, realizing there are so many things that these leaders lack as far as the skills are concerned. Yeah. Um, they still have problems. They still face challenges. Um, and then I also saw some extremely successful folks. And I did my own, you know, thinking and then analysis. And then, and then slowly I realized to um, educate myself, um, you know, through that process in terms of the most necessary skills for somebody to get to the top. That's how I got into the education that I got into. It's a very conscious effort from my perspective. That's how I got into marketing. Then I got into international business. Then I got into finance. Um, and then slowly um, at, at that point, as I, I started raising up the corporate ladder, um, uh, that emptiness started coming up. The more you get, the more you feel empty. Yeah, it is interesting. I, I don't feel fulfilled, but I get what I want. Right. Uh, then I really did a lot of soul searching in terms of what is it that I really want. You know, then then I get different answers at different stages of life, and then finally I realized that maybe um, I need freedom in addition to um, you know uh, the financial success uh, and other you know uh, positions, um, which is not so easy to get when you are in a corporate setup. Yeah. 
For sure. um, so I have to um, uh, think about what I can do my own. And then I, I started uh, uh, consulting because I have the background, I have the skills and everything. And I thought maybe that's the way for me to you know be on my own leverage my background and then contribute to the market because I already know the gaps in the market yeah. and I can I can bring solutions to solve those problems. That's how I started. Um, that's how I became you know, uh, you know uh, a business owner and then started one thing led to the other one because once you start into this, then it's a matter of how you can scale the business. Sure. You know, in my case, it's diversifying into different portfolios. Basically it's hedging against economy, hedging against so many other factors. So I keep stretching. I'm always pushing non-envelope. I'm always looking for what can be done, what, how, how, and how can we get better, and what else can be done. So that's how I diversified myself, and then you know, then from there, there's no looking back. Love right. So what business came first? Uh, the first uh, first came the management consulting, and from okay. management consulting, um, it led to um, real estate, which is more, as I understand more on the financing side, the advantages of being in real estate, and then, you know, interested in doing large deals. Um, and then from there, you know, I got into retail fashion business. Again, that's from a hedging perspective, because I, I like branding, I understand yeah. marketing, I understand those kind of stuff, positioning, branding, market dominating position, all that good stuff. Sure. Um, so yeah, keep, I mean, keeping myself positioned in a, in a, in a place where, you know, if one business is not doing well, I have I have a fallback. It's sure. this business. So something like that. And then I got into coaching small business owners because you know I've been there, I've done that. It, I think it's make it's pretty natural. It comes natural for me um, to help helping helping customers, helping people is a very natural thing that came because I came from sales background. Sure. I've been doing it forever. Um, so so can, that's, I, can I ask you a quick question in regards to the coaching? So like for my audience, anybody that's an entrepreneur that might have a small business, what kind of coaching would you offer them to help them in their business that would be beneficial? Yeah. So um, yes, there are so many business coaches, so many forms of coaching available out there. I think what I also realized um, after building businesses and failing businesses and being successful in businesses is that many small businesses owners struggle on many areas like revenues on the top line, funding yeah. and financing in the bottom line. And then also, you know, operations, several skills are required, you know, hiring, training, mentoring, coaching, all that good stuff. Finally, you know, um, you we realize that there are many businesses that fail, um, you know, two years, five years milestone. So I my coaching is more of result-oriented coaching. It's not a concept, it's not a theory. So what I do is I analyze the business. I audit the business before I do anything um, in terms of taking an engagement. And then we assess the business where they are. What's the starting point? And from there, where do you really want to go? Sure. I'm, 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 this, I'm in this business for the last 10 years. Now I want to grow this business from $4 million to $5 million. It took 15 years for me to get here. Now I don't know how to get there. Right. Um, so we, we assess where you are at right now. Then we come to realistic understanding about is it really possible to get there in the next 12 months? If not, what is possible in the next 12 months? And then we get to that number and say, hey, we can help you to do that. Now we need to get into this, you know, a 12-month engagement. And then, you know, we will um, we will come to some metrics in terms of us meeting those metrics. That's how the compensation is, is linked. 
So we get paid when you get results. It's more of result-oriented kind of coaching. It's wow. not just, yeah, I'm not teaching somebody how to, you know, create funnels. I'm not teaching somebody to, to, to generate traffic or, or, or doing that, that kind of stuff. We are taking a, a result-oriented approach. You are at this point and this yeah. is your finish line. I will take the challenge of get you to the finish line, but are you ready? Right. These are the things that are required. And this is the time frame I need. Yeah. Um, so, um, so that's how I take. I'm very, very selective. I'm not taking so many because this, this, this readiness commit. Again, it's one thing that I wish I want to do it. It's other thing that I actually do it. It requires commitment. You know, all those good stuff. I love that. I think that that's a very different approach than I've heard before. But it sounds like that you, if you, when you do take on that client, you have incredible buy-in to see them be successful long term. So that's awesome. I commend you for that. Thank you. Thank you for that. Because I've been there and I've done that, you know, um, I know the pitfalls in, 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 you know, running a business. Um, so I think this is the best way. And then once they reach that milestone, it's a long-term relationship. So we become that clustered partner with them. And that's how we, so we, we address the business from a holistic perspective. We not only are looking at top line, we are looking at accounting, they're looking at financials, we look at balance sheets, income statements, analyzing those numbers and as an, an attribute what's happening in the in the front line that's attributing to this so it's it's a it's a lot more holistic approach to look at a business to help them through that coaching process well a good business if it's set up properly it's like a well-oiled machine so once if like let's say it's a car if you, you know your yeah uh your transmission is going bad the car is not going to operate 100 percent, and you're going to have to find a way to fix it so i think it's the same with a business model, you're right. So if you if you can identify what the missing pieces or what has to be replaced, or you know has to get a tune up or you know something like that or an oil change, you know that's that's a great way to to take a look at it. What is good, everyone? This is your host Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Can we get a round of applause today? Woo! Today I'm excited to announce Manscape launched their Ultra Premium Collection. Believe it or not. It's for your not so private parts. I'm talking about a leveled up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. And let me tell you something, oh, it smells so good. My man wears this every day. This is an all-in-one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe. Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and use the code labelfree20 for 20% off and free shipping and enjoy. So you do that. When did you start coaching? Uh, this is, uh, I've been doing that for the last five years. It's almost five years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Do you have like, it's like, before we start talking about every other, uh, other things, cause I know you got a lot to talk about. Would you have a success story of some of someone you've worked with that you could share, like what their issues were when you start, start working with them and where they are today? Yeah, I, I see a pattern. Uh, the most common pattern with most businesses is that they are more focused on frontline sales. I want to grow my business. That means I just need to sell. Right. So thereby I, I increase my revenue. So thereby I grow. And then they they struggle with that because they don't have proper landing page. They don't have a conversion equation once they drive the traffic. And, and they, they are kind of stuck with that. And or they invest on salespeople uh, and then they burn out the money because the expectations are mismatching in terms of, you know, 
because they don't understand sales cycles. Each product has a different sales cycle. So there are some unrealistic expectations and they lose money and they're at the square one. Right. So, so what what I, I try to you know, do with these, with, these, with these folks is to first analyze who are your existing customers? You know, what is their potential? What else can we sell to those customers? Right. Yeah. You know, how can you build strategic partners, right? You, know, you have complementary products in the same industry. You can tap into other businesses and create those partnerships where you can do cross referrals. Like doctor offices always refer other doctor officers uh, offices, and no customer is questioning them as to why should I go and see this orthopedician? Right. I just go there because you referred it. This is the same thing that can happen in any industry. See these kind of simple tweaks and having a proper landing page, having you know, ha- having some some kind of positioning in terms of you create a report and position yourself as as a as an exporter, as an authority, as someone, right? Ten things to consider before you meet your next cosmetologist. And if you write that report, guess what? Whoever reads that report, they come back to you because you're the one who educated them as to how they can choose the right cosmetologist. Right. So likewise, we, these are some of the actionable steps that, you know, I try to create for them, which which can quickly trigger um, those numbers. Okay. And then it's not about spending money to increase revenues. It's about doing doing few tweaks here and there in, in the in the same business that can make a big difference. You know, I have helped businesses in architect. I have I have helped an architect. You know, we increased like eight hundred thousand dollar revenue in a year. We wow. did not add one customer. We did that $800,000 a year from their existing customer base. That's what I was talking about. It's not about picking up the phone and making 100 calls yeah. a day. You know, yes, it may, it, that's not the only way, but there are so many enterprise clients like software companies that I help with. They have capped to Fortune 500 customers. Yeah. But what are they selling to them? Maybe $50,000. Some of the customers, they have master services agreements with $0. Wow. Why? Because they're not really mapping the account properly. Yeah. They don't have a grasp of the decision makers in different projects. Now, once they, they use this and they get into the door and understand those details and then tap into other decision makers, the business is right there. Why are you chasing another enterprise client, which would take another six months for you to even get into the door? You haven't even tapped to the existing customers. Your customer wants a different solution. Do you have the solution? But can you partner with somebody who can provide the solution? You're already vendor with this client. You know, these are some of the simple approaches can make a very big difference. And that's how I quickly get some results to them within three to six months. Once that happens, then, you know, then they can slowly focus on strategic activities. Like I said, sales efforts, you know marketing efforts and, and and other areas so yeah I mean, these are some of the general ways that i approach these businesses and then also some of these uh, small businesses they don't even consider acquiring another business as an option you can acquire a competitor you don't need to be a big company to acquire a company yeah that's true um, but that but that's not a lot of times they complain you know i have this this competition in this in this space i have competition coming from this market yes it is coming up but how about you become, you know, the consolidator in the industry? You can consolidate by acquiring a couple of companies. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I like that. That's really good advice. I mean, it's just kind of like if you start a franchise, you can buy more franchises, you know, <laughs> you can continue to grow. <laughs> Selling is not the only option. You, you, could, right. you could, like I said, you can acquire, you, you, can, you can acquire a Facebook group. A lot of people don't know that. 
you have your if you 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 can find your customers in somebody's facebook group what if you go and give them a price and buy the group now you have it wow i did not know that that's i mean but you know there are so many uh, you know the social media offers so many different opportunities i think that some people there's some people that have taken it and run with it and other people that are starting to learn and, and understand it a little bit more we but can I do that on know. linkedin we could do in the b2b space you know if you are in the b2b space you can find someone who runs a group he may not be a selling something or he's not a seller but he built the group but who knows you yeah. could partner with them what if he becomes a partner maybe he's not willing to sell but you you could become a partner and then you could leverage um that uh, database right there that's that's so, awesome yeah do you find that a lot of your clients that you work with or who you're coaching with coaching do they utter, uh, do they underutilize social media as a tool to help their business yes i i, I mean i 100% agree on that uh, yeah. even um, even the most sophisticated uh, successful business owners uh, still underutilized social media. I would say, um, you know, underutilized LinkedIn. Uh, yeah. In, in the B2B world, at least, you know, uh, Facebook is definitely um, is great uh, if you use for the right reasons. Otherwise, you just waste time. But it depends on how you use them. I agree. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing large deals from Facebook. I don't use Facebook much, but I use Facebook to find large deals. But I have a strategy which right. is very interesting you know it is like that like you can i mean you can find deals like 30 40 million dollar size deals from facebook get out yes, of here from the source without brokers yeah i mean I, 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 I did yes uh, same thing from linkedin too i i was actually most recently looking at an acquisition um, possibility um, which is a 31 million dollar deal that came from my linkedin it's absolutely um, no cold approach somebody referred um, that deal from LinkedIn, just by my credibility on LinkedIn. That's amazing. That there's a lot to be said there. Um, I think so we it goes have... back to the branding, positioning, authoritative status, and everything. Because yeah. since I did the homework, that 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 came to that point where I created a momentum where things are coming to to me rather than me chasing things. So, but you got to create the momentum. Right. Yeah. But you got to do all the right things before you get there. You cannot, if you are not creating the positioning, branding, authoritative status, if you attract such deal, it will repel because you're not ready. Right. Yeah. So when, um, do you think that a lot of organizations know how to properly uh, map out their opportunities? I don't think so, because a lot of, from my experience in the corporate world and enterprise world and, you know, sales BD world, I haven't seen any organization uh, actually spending time to map an account. Yeah. They don't map an account. They, they want an account, but they don't map an account. They do have account managers. They do have BD teams. They do have sales yeah. teams, but they don't really actually um, take that account as a holistic account and then map it properly and then really identify the potential of the client. Um, they don't. No. I do $3 million business from this client. But I re if I ask a next question, do you know what is the potential of this client for you? Right. They didn't have an answer. Yeah, I would agree. So I, I was uh, in IT consulting. I was a business development manager. And the organization was so disorganized in the way that they went about going after the clients. They just kind of 
gave me free reign. And it was just like something I've never, I was never in IT consulting before. I, I understand it. I understand like, you know, the different offerings. So I'm very technically savvy, but I don't understand that business. And so during my period there, it was the, the direction was not very good. And, you know, it's like, you're supposed to figure it out on your own. And I needed a little, I need to understand, like, how do we map out the opportunities within this account, especially if it was a, uh, we have a current contract with them. Like, so how are we utilizing the knowledge that we have from the business to get more business? And yes. so that was my, some of my concerns. So I, I agree a hundred percent that a lot of companies do not know how to properly <laughs> map out the opportunities in the account. Let's switch gears. because we're starting to get close here on time. You're also a best-selling author. Can you tell us about the book? Do you have it? Can you show it to us? Yeah, the book is uh, a more on real estate side. It's a book on real estate in terms of the strategies that, that work in the market from my okay. analysis in terms of looking at, you know, all kinds of options, you know, like wholesaling, rehabbing, multifamily, um, storage facilities, office. But so there are many, many ways that you could participate yourself, um, you know, in real estate, but most small investors or entry-level investors are overwhelmed with all these opportunities and, yeah. and, and they kind of not reach anywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, they kind of go through the program after program, program after the program, and probably nothing happens, maybe a little bit here and there. Um, but what I realized is that um, if you want to be successful in that, um, no matter which one specific area you pick, you got to gain mastery in that. Sure. You got to be so good in that, um, that, um, that you will be able to really make money. That's what um, I observe from real deal makers. The guys who are really making multi-million dollars in real estate are the guys who really know what they're doing. But they're not all over the place. Yeah. They specialize if they're in multifamily, they specialized in specific market, specific you know, class of the business, either A class, B class, or C class, the size, the metrics, acquisition criteria, everything is clearly you know, laid out. And they only go after that and then they, they make it happen. So if they're focused on rehabbing or something, they have the teams in place, they have they have the entire game plan in place. And they're kind of repeating that again and again. Um, that's what I, I kind of bring that into the book um, because, um, um, again, everybody is trying to make money, but, you know, they just somehow don't understand where, where is the missing link. Right. I'm in the real estate. I'm doing the same thing, but where is the missing? The missing link is that that real understanding of um, the all the nuances, like the financing piece, the deal structuring part, um, you know, Again, bringing the partners, you know, you don't have, you know, great credit, but you can bring a credit partner. You don't have money, you can bring money partner. You have money, but you don't have the deal. You can bring a deal partner. So everything is possible, but just that understanding and and then knowing that these things are possible, and then and and then consciously building that ecosystem around you um, will make you successful. Same thing in business too. Like I'm, my my focus is now on acquisitions. We are looking at middle market companies. I'm looking at um, growing genius growth through acquisitions. So, so we put together a team, uh, a, a team of the deal makers, and then we are analyzing and looking deals all day long. Um, yeah. Well, Hopefully you are a wealth. Sense. You are a wealth of information. I think that uh, you just are incredibly talented when it comes to like just knowledge of business and being able to help people grow and. Um, I mean, to write a book and to be a coach and to have all these different successful uh, 
companies is just very impressive. I don't think a lot of people know how to multitask like that. So, so congratulations on all your success. Where can people find you, reach out to you, contact you if they're interested in learning a little bit more how they can work with you and your service? I think the best way, yeah, the best way to reach me is my email, which is krishna at geniusvisionaryinc.com. That is krishna at geniusvisionaryinc.com. And if anyone um, um, wants any advice or, or consult or you know, any suggestions, uh, I'll be more than happy to offer a 45 minutes free consultation. They just need to refer back your, pro, your uh, you know, podcast interview um, I, and uh, write an email to me. I'll, I'll, I'll get them onto my calendar and uh, you know, be more than happy to consult. Awesome. I'm going to put all that information in the show notes, you guys. So if you, if Krishna hit accord with you, if you're struggling somewhere in your business or know someone that could, um, that just can use the value that Krishna has to offer, please don't hesitate to reach out to him. Um, Krishna has been just an awesome guest. I think that we could talk for hours around all this stuff. (laughs) I love business. I mean, I'm very naturally business oriented. And uh, sometimes I'm too much so that I bring it into my personal life. (laughs) I've learned to tone that down a little bit. So I've gotten better. Um, But before we say goodbye, I always like to ask my guests for any last words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with the audience today before we say goodbye? I think the best, best, uh, you know, uh, words that I think I have uh, coming into my mind is that um, be determined in whatever you want to do. And then just believe that anything is possible. You just need to determine that on one thing. And then also you just believe that anything is possible. There are no limitations. There's, I have seen you know, uh, what you call Fortune 100 billionaires. Uh, they're no different than an average person. Right. It's that they, they, they believe that they can do it. So they did it. Yeah. I love that. I might have to turn that into an audiogram and share that on social media because that was awesome. Krishna, thank you so much for being a guest. Please keep us informed of any new projects, any new books or anything that we can uh, update the audience with. Love to share that with them and keep them um, plugged into your journey. So best of luck to you and everything. And I'm sure you're going to continue to do great things. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. Please don't forget to rate, review, follow, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.